Shoo boop ba doo. Oh, bop bow. I don't know how she got it. Like skittily beep bop into it. Like you know. <laughs> but I just let the sounds flow. I like that. No, mouth. you could be a great scatter, honestly. Welcome back to the Bug in a Rug podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And today, uh, we've all lost the game. Mother (laughs) (laughs) Why would you start with that? Why would you start with that? I wanted to get, I don't know. I wanted to, I I feel like I've been too nice lately. I wanted to be mean. (laughs) (laughs) Way to stab me in the heart. You just you want to turn the knife around a little bit back and forth. Don't take it out; I'll bleed out. But like, if you leave like, it in. Leave it in. Oh, I, did you ever watch Sherlock with the Benedict Cumberbatch? Benedict Cumberbatch, not Talami Shalamu. No, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yes. Did you see the one? Wait, no way. No, I didn't actually. Wait, really? You didn't? Not all of it. No. There is. I I won't do spoilies because it's. It, it's big spoilies if you've never seen it. Although, I think it's a pretty old show. Anyway, I digress. He gets shot. And it is really cool. I think this scene's really cool and I think about it a lot for some reason. Because he gets shot and then it goes through his head like... Like his, his friend telling him something about a specific type of gun. And then this girl who does... I think she does... Um, She's not forensics, the person that looks at the body. She's like the mortician mortician, or whatever. I don't know. Or works with like that kind of thing. And so she tells him like a certain, because he gets shot in like the lower abdomen. So his friend tells him, well, it's this kind of bullet. So this bullet will stop here in your body. And he's like, oh God, so do I fall forwards or backwards? Like, and then it cuts to her and she's like, well, since it's in your lower body and it went this far, you obviously want to fall backwards because if you fall forwards, you'll bleed out. If you fall backwards... It'll pull. It, right. Like, it may, it, it'll take longer to, like, flow out, essentially. Medical examiner. Right. There we go. I think that's what she is. I don't remember. And then it cuts to somebody else, like, telling him something. I don't know. I just really like that scene. Nobody knows what, anything I'm talking about, but I can picture it in my head right up here. Does he die? No, absolutely not. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> absolutely not. He doesn't die. Anyway, if you've seen that scene, let me know. DM me on our social media, Bug and a Rug on Facebook, at BIAR Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us if you've seen it. If you can say gmail.com. If you can say Benedict Cumberbatch, five times fast. Cumberbatch! Cumberbatch. Bindadoo Cumberbatch. Bindadoo Cumberbatch. Do we ever go to trivia, like ever, like again at a bar or something? Can our team name be. Bendadoo Cumbaboo. <laughs> Cumbabosh. Yes. We saw a um, trailer for a movie on Netflix that has Timothy Chompadoo 
in it. Timothy Shalamagoo? Chalam- <laughs> that was too close to the real thing. <laughs> and I said, Caitlin, ah, it's a movie with Timothy Shadaboo. And she said, ah, Timothy Shadaboo. Timothy Shadaboo. And then I said, how did he get famous again? Because I've only seen him on SNL skits. I've only seen him on SNL eat, skits. Eat, skirt, eat, skirt. Roll up, drop that. <laughs> He's up for like a Golden Globe award, which like good for him. But I think the only thing Golden, that I... What's the Golden Globes? Listen, I don't know. Okay. A good actor boy. He's up for being a good actor boy. And he... The only thing that I know him from is where people pronounce his name wrongs. Yeah. And wrongs. Wrong. And the SNL skits. Yeah, same. same I know same. he's been in other stuff, but I thought Stranger Things and he wasn't in that. Yeah, you said Stranger Things. I said, uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what he's in, but it's not that. You know who was strange? <laughs> oh. Bindadu Shagaboo. I was going to say, speaking of Stranger Things. Ah, Beans. <laughs> I was thinking Doctor Strange, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, we have a podcast <laughs> We have a podcast do? episode to do? Oh, our bad, our bad, our bad. Is this story going to keep me up at night, or am I still going to be able to sleep as snug as... Timbishi Shamgudu in a rug. <laughs> I think, I think that you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. Unless. Unless. <laughs> we move to Ireland. <laughs> I'm not opposed. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> so we're going to discuss a different meeting places of fairies. Oh, oh no. Different, uh... Very hot the, spots, if well, you will. Well, it's very hot spots, if you will. Um, it's like, uh, what people in Ireland believe are the... Is the connection between our world and, like, the fairy world. Like, the doorway, if you will. I will. And I did get this topic from Jack. He did suggest it, obviously. He won't listen to it, bet. But, but it's fine. Did you say bet and then say but? Bet on that butt. Well, if there was a butt you were going to bet on, I would assume it would be your significant other. It'd be mine first, but okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. True. Anyway. But before we discuss... These meeting places for fairies, these doorways, these portals that these fairies come through. I first want us to, you know, just dip our toes in, not really a deep dive, into fairies that we may think of. And then fairy, and then I'll talk about fairies that we may not think of. And then we can decide whether or not we want to visit these places. I'm going to be real interested in whether or not this microphone's going to pick up the munching and a crunching <laughs> happen over at the cat food bowl right now. Probably not. So you bringing it up is just interrupting what I was trying to say. So when I think of fairies, I think of Le Tinkerbell. <laughs> That's the first one on my list because I knew you'd say it. Anybody else? In pop culture, cartoons. Listen, I know now, mm-hmm. two seconds after the fact, that when you said anybody else, you meant, can I think of any other fairies? Yeah. But in the moment of you asking, I was like, yeah, anyone else want to chime in? And then I realized, <laughs> <laughs> only one well, Anybody else want to say? Live tweet while you listen to this and tell us the fairies that you are thinking it's of. It's like one of those kids' TV shows. Anyone else? Anyone else? Good! That's a good answer! <laughs> there was a TikTok where I was like, I was like, I think such and such is dumb. Ask me why. Thank you for asking. 
Okay, any other fairies? A lot of Disney ones, if you need help. The fairy godmother. Of? Cinderella. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I have a list, if you need help. The three fairy godmothers of Sleeping Beauty. Correct. Uh, Not correct. It doesn't matter. Um, But (laughs) There's a wrong answer. (laughs) You're going to be wrong. Um, I have that. Their their names are Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether, actually. That's nonsense. It's true. Why not another F? Flora, flora, fauna, and fairy feather. Done. Could have been fairy weather, too. I mean, like... <laughs> you're right, you're right. Anyway, anybody else? Not all Disney. Not all Disney. Other fairies. I do have one more Disney one, and that's the blue fairy from Pinocchio. Ah, boo hiss. No. Just, what? <laughs> when you wish upon a star... Um, what about Cosmo and Wanda? Oh, man. Yeah, Cosmo and Wanda. And, and uh, Poof. That's the baby. What's yep. the big boy? Jorgen? <laughs> <laughs> What's the big boy's name? <laughs> I don't know. Now that you said that, I don't know. Ah, Is it Jimmy Jorgen? Turner. I think you're right. You might be right. Fairy godparents! Um, the other one that I have that is not from Disney movies is Titania? From William Shakespeare's A Midsummer's Night. And the only reason I know that one is because all of the fairies that we just listed were listed in Ranker.com's top 10 most recognizable fairies. Now, Flora and Meriwether were in the top 10, but Fauna was not. But it's like a, if you can think of one, type it. And then people go and like vote up or down whether they like know who they are or not. So I just kind of grouped them together because I think everybody knows there was three fairies in Sleeping Beauty. That's a bunch of backyard bullshit. <laughs> backyard bullshit. You don't, hey, you don't act, no one actually knows their names. Someone Googled it and cheated and everyone else was like, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's right. I did Google it. Oh, I do have one more. So most fairies that we have just discussed, well, all of them that we've discussed pretty much, to an extent, are very nice. Tinkerbell's attitude does not count as being mean. Jorgen's cranky. He's cranky, but they're nice, right? They do things for their friends. They're not out there spooking around. Well, how do you feel about Wandissimo? Wandissimo, I forgot about him. He's nice. He's a good guy. He's a homewrecker. He's a, he kind of is. He tries to be. He tries to be. Uh, anyway, it's a very general description of all these fairies that we have discussed they are usually a character with magical powers that helps a protagonist in a story in real life overcome some sort of hardship, if you will. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't always the case. A popular one that we might recognize um, is Maleficent. Oh, yeah, she was a fairy. She lost her wings, Yes. Right? So the reason for Aurora's whole falling asleep forever situation in Sleeping Beauty is because Maleficent. But if you watch the, like, ori- not the original cartoon, but the live-action film with Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. who I thought did a fantastic job, she's essentially friends with Aurora, and mm-hmm. then she gets ostracized and outcast by the... 
royalty. Mm-hmm. And she gets her wings chopped off. Pretty and much. then she gets upset. And then she gets upset and she doesn't doesn't get an invitation to the birthday party or whatever. Whatever, whatever. And she kind of turns evil. So, you know, she, does she have the right to make Aurora fall asleep forever? We could argue about this for days. Well. The only point that I bring her up for is that not all fairies are super kind. Right? Fair enough. So, Irish folklore describes disturbing experiences that people have had with a variety of fairies, including tales of abduction, people turning mad, and even death. So, obviously, not all stories of meeting with fairies ends poorly. Right. Right. But it probably happens more than you think. So, there are various types of fairies that differ greatly than the ones that we have discussed. Um, They're not here to be your friend. Pretty much. And I'm going to list a couple right now. Please do. Now, this is very shallow into the description of these fairies. We're just dipping our toes. Well, we're just dipping our toes in because that's not the point. We just got to know that they're out there and who we may meet when we move to Ireland. So, Uh and I did not ask Jack for a pronunciation. I meant to and I didn't. So here we go. It's not when, it's if. And it's not (laughs) if, it's when. It's when. It's when. Do you want to take a second to call him? Or we just No, gonna... I'm just going for it. And I'm going to... I like to... Shoo-boop-a-doo. <laughs> oh, bop-bow. I don't know. I should think about it. Like, skittily beep-bop into it. Like, you know? But I just let the sounds flow. I like that. No, mouth. you could be a great scatter, honestly. So, the Duluhan, D-U-L-L-A-H-A-N takes the form of a headless spectral horseman clad in a black cloak. It is seen around midnight on feast days or during festivals, riding atop a wild steed that has fire coming out of his nostrils. I know him. (laughs) That can't be. That's that little guy who spoke to me. I'm sorry, I went into Hamilton, but it sounds like the headless horseman. (laughs) Right, I mean, it essentially is, yeah. So, the horseman's head is normally spotted on the saddle or in the horseman's hand, giving off an eerie glow, just like you would hear in stories of the headless horseman of Sleepy Hollow, right? He had, like, a jack-o'-lantern for him. How else is he going to see where he's going? Right. No, exactly. That's the whole point. It's not like a horse has head. Well, the horse has fire coming out of its nose, so. It's not that he didn't need his head. It's just that he needed light more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also for the aesthetic, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right, right, right. So it is thought that if the Duluhan is seen at a standstill, there will be death in the immediate area. Around him or you? Um, You're looking at him. Probably around, but if you can see him. What if I have a telescope? (laughs) You're right. Hey. Or like one of those, the pirate? I think it's closest to him. Mm, Okay. Yep. So if one is to gaze upon the Duluhan for too long... They may have a bucket of blood thrown on their face or be blinded in one eye. Wow, what a what an either or, huh? <laughs> I don't know which I'd rather have. <laughs> it's a lose-lose scenario. Do I want to be Carrie or do I want to get a cool eye patch? Like, I, I, don't I don't know. I haven't decided. Now, there should be plenty of time to turn away from the Duluhan due to the sounds that it makes when it uses its whips that are made of human spines 
to make cracking noises in the air. Any of this works? It is actually. How long? How multiple spines together? Uh, scientists and experts have yet to agree. Because otherwise, it's only like you it's don't like a small whip. Okay, well, you don't need a long whip to make a. Cr- he's not whipping people with it. It's there for the aesthetic. Oh, he's making. He's just using it for the he's sound. Using it for the sound, like a bird call. Yeah. absolutely okay wait so if you look at him and he's not moving yeah at all Mm -hmm. death could be around if Mm -hmm. he's cracking his whip you should turn away otherwise blood in your face or blind in one eye you got it you nailed it quite frankly um a fairy another fairy that we know well this fairy we know and love i don't know if we know Mm -hmm. the the duluhan um is the leprechaun Oh, Everybody like. knows what a leprechaun is if you've eaten Lucky Charms. If you haven't eaten Lucky Charms, I'm sorry. These are small aged men who wear green and protect treasure that can be found at the end of a rainbow. They're old? Um, They're not kids, is essentially aged. Interesting. Like, they're not, you usually think of, like, them as men. Yeah. Gotta go but they're pu- small. Gotta go through puberty before you can protect that gold man. It, well, yeah, you gotta learn the ropes. I wonder what a leprechaun's apprentice is like. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Many seek out this treasure, the treasure at the end of the rainbow, because leprechauns are known to offer great wealth in return for their freedom if you catch them. So a lot of people think that if you go to the end of the rainbow and you find this treasure, you can catch this leprechaun, and the leprechaun will promise you all of the wealth that they have at the end of this rainbow if you set them free. Right? Like, that's the whole shtick. However, most of their pleas are just tricks. They'll hand you money, um, and then once they leave... Money disappears. The money will turn to ash or leaves or it'll disappear... And end up right back in the leprechaun's pocket. Wow. Yeah. Another interesting fairy is the Grogoch. G-R-O-G-O-C-H. Grogoch. Grogoch. This half-man, half-fairy is described as very small, elderly, and has a full coat of red fur. They have the power of invisibility and are reclusive beings that tend to live in caves in very rural areas, so they're hard to find. However, a Grogotch will follow a human home to help with chores in return for ice cream if they deem that this human is trustworthy. And has ice cream. And has ice cream. This is my new favorite. The Grogotch? Grogotch. Well, these guys aren't necessarily bad, however... A lot of people say, a lot of the tales of the Grogotch say that they tend to overstay their welcome and just kind of like get in the way and annoy you. And the only way to get rid of them is to bring a clergyman to your home to drive them out. Oh, you gotta have an exorcism. <laughs> you essentially have to have an exorcism on your house, yeah. This, this reminds me of... Um... Jeff, Jeff, the weasel yeah. man mm-hmm. that lived in the walls. Absolutely, yeah. Because he, like, well, he didn't help with any chores, but, like, he was there, and yeah. then eventually they're like, my dude. <laughs> you would have to leave. Man, he just wants ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, that's all he wants, right? They. I mean, I that's don't know. That's all they want. But you said they're a little old. Old old men. They're depicted as men, but. Where? But is everything a man, or is it just depicted as a man? You know what I mean? 
Where have all the children gone? <laughs> God. Where are all the wives? <laughs> I need a hero. <laughs> oh no. I um hold on, time out really quick. Did I tell you that I watched <laughs> Did I tell you that I watched a YouTube video that was over an hour long explaining the meaning of cats, the musical, right? And why it was so different than other musicals, but how it worked. And my 20-minute rant on Cats, the musical versus Cats, the movie, is now over. We can move on to our fourth fairy that I have listed this evening. There's not even any fairies in Cats, is there? <laughs> There's no fairies in Cats. All right, well. So fairy children who survive birth are often deformed in some way. Now, fairies admire beauty over everything else, so they usually want to discard of these infants. In order to do so, they will take their infants and swap them for human babies. And when they do so, these fairy infants are known as changelings. Hmm. Now, changelings can be the babies of fairies. They can also be elderly fairies that are pretending to be babies. (laughs) They can also be inanimate objects forced to look like a baby. So if the fairy thinks your baby's super beautiful and they want to take it, they will take it and replace it with this vase that they have illusioned to look like a baby. That's talent right there. It is. It really is. No matter the origin, changelings are wrinkled with dark eyes and yellow skin. They sport a full set of teeth chicken-like legs, and claw-like hands. They are ill-tempered, and they feed off of good fortune. So when they are placed in a home, they essentially suck the good luck and the good vibes out of the home, Mm -hmm. and they cause chaos in the home. So the only good thing about them, (laughs) the only good thing about them is, I read, that if they survive, if, like, they don't, people don't find out and they kill them and they live into adulthood they usually become musicians oh i don't listen there's the cats you should put the cats thing here oh you're right you're right you're right so i listen i don't know but but yeah i there, there you go i don't know anywho anywho um the next one we have are marrows m e r r o w they are Pretty much mermaids, but not quite. So marrow comes from the Irish word mur, M-U-I-R, which means sea, and then O, O-I-G-H, which stands for maid, so sea maid, sea maiden, mermaid, marrow. <laughs> anyway, you know, you get it. So, these so is, this is where all the female fairies are. Yeah, in the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So these marrow actually have legs with webbing between their fingers and toes. They're not like mermaids with a fishtail. Um, however, their ability to swim well comes from a seal skin cloak that they wear, which allows them to appear and act like seals so they can swim like seals. This is kind of like uh, Skelkies. Yeah, Silkies. Yeah, that's what I thought of that too. Are, they just like put on a seal suit mm-hmm. and swim around and then they get back on land and they look like a human. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and just like the Silkies, when they discard the cloak, if a human takes it, they can essentially force the marrow into 
marriage. They're trapped on land. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and most of the time, the, most people think that if you can marry one, then they will give you the riches that they found at the bottom of the sea. Mm-hmm. However, when you do this, most of the time they're very unhappy and sad and depressed and angry. Mm-hmm. So it's not, like, a good thing to do because... They're miserable, you're going to be miserable, and what do you get out of it? Not money. A trident, maybe? No, probably not. (laughs) So the last, the last fairy that I'm going to talk about is um, the Banshee. Oh. So there are ancestral spirits who are appointed to forewarn members of ancient Irish families of impending death, known as Banshees. Those who have witnessed a banshee describe them as either. (laughs) Oh, no. A young woman, a stately matron, or a withered old hag. So really, it could be anything. A female. (laughs) That's not the marrow. Now, they could basically be any age. They usually wear, like, a gray cloak. Or what people think is a grave robe that the dead used to be wrapped in, which I think is like a gray cloak. Yeah, I would say probably. (laughs) So the most notable thing about the Banshee and what everybody knows about them is their wailing cries. And these wailing cries are heard the night before someone is going to die. Mm -hmm. Now... The stories that I saw were that banshees were supposed to warn certain Irish families. Mm -hmm. Like, there were specific names of the families that they would warn. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just, they were the ancestral spirits of those families. But then it essentially said that these families are now so spread out because of, I mean, it's generations after generations after generations. So anybody could just essentially see a banshee if you're related to these families in some way or another gotta get on 23 and me and see if you have blood ties to the old banshees (laughs) i had to look up the names i I didn't write them down but anyway the reason i wanted to discuss these fairies very briefly was to just have us keep in mind that i'm going to be talking about places that fairies can be which, or like you can find fairies, right? Mm-hmm. Which sounds very fun, and it is. But I just want to also say that like people take this seriously. It's not like a haha. Let's go find Tinkerbell, right? In no, the this old is tree, their like culture, right? And it's like I don't know how serious it is now, but it's not all good. Like they don't always think all oh, fairies are good. No, it's it's a superstition thing. It sounds like, yeah. and it's also just part of the culture where this is their boogeyman. Yeah, and I mean, really, yeah. and, and and their little garden gnomes. Like this is what their culture was and their traditional tales. Right, and they were taught to believe in it. Yeah, and I think it's fascinating the way our view of it has flipped so drastically to only think that they will grant our wishes. Mm-hmm. Because that is not what they, they, they associate them with good luck, but also bad luck. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind when we go on our little cross-country tour of Ireland. So what you're saying is, if you're going to go visit the, uh, the fairy places, don't. Don't. Well, you can, just be nice. Some of them don't, but some of them just be nice. 
Okay. <laughs> so there are certain areas that we can go to, like I've discussed. The first type is, <clears throat> excuse me, just in general, a type of tree that is known as fairy trees. Now, this type of tree is actually a hawthorn tree, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N. So hawthorn trees normally grow in fields across Ireland, and they're believed to be one of the doorways between our world and fairy realm. They're small, bushy trees that have gray bark that develop shallow fissures as time passes. So it's relatively smooth when it first starts to grow, Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of gets a little wrinkly crackled as it ages okay so these trees are known for their two centimeter long thorns that protrude from the branches and the base of the tree um the trunk of the tree Mm -hmm. now it's not like like if you're picturing a trunk and then branches higher up it's not like that because it's a bushy tree so it's it's kind of low to the ground it's not just trunk and then bushes there's kind of like branches all over the place it's not a boulder it's a rock it's a rock (laughs) now they are also known to have serrated leaves um and then their main reasoning for being associated with fairy fairies is their clusters of white or pink blooms that cover the tree in the springtime so pretty but also pretty sharp Right. So the hawthorn tree's bloom was associated with the Festival of Beltane, which was celebrated at the end of spring, and it was supposed to celebrate the incoming summer. Mm-hmm. Right? So rituals during this festival were done to protect cattle and crops and people to encourage um, growth. It, it, it was very much like, okay, we're going to get ready for the harvest, good weather, Like, let's, you know, have a good time. Now, um, they usually celebrate on the 1st of May, and usually all of these rituals and celebrations involved some sort of fire. Um, Listen, I don't know why. Always gotta be fire. (laughs) Why is it always gotta be fire? Um, Now, customs surrounding the fairy trees quickly became included in the festivals because these blooms happened... Like, at the same time. Right, that makes sense. Right, so they were like, oh, we see these blooms are, these blooms are blooming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These trees are blooming, so that must be a significant part of these festivities. So they started offering different things at the bottom of trees to celebrate the blooms, and then they're like, oh, this must mean that these should be associated with fairies. Hmm. So we're going to place offerings here to appease the fairies so we can have good luck because we don't want to anger the fairies. Hey, if there's, we don't one, want... if there's one thing that I know, you don't want to anger the fairies. Mm-mm. That's one thing I know. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I think the festival and the blooming obviously tied in together, but there were there's always been stories of, and I think they kind of put two and two together, Stories of, oh, this person had really bad luck, and I guess it was a coincidence that they just cut down this hawthorn tree. Aw, beans. Right? So then they kind of put two two together, and were like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't touch the hawthorn tree. It must be an important tree, because the blooms happen at this time of the year, so that must mean that the fairies come from these trees, so we don't want to, so we're angering the fairies if we cut down the trees. Let's not cut down the trees. The fairies are happy. We have good luck. Yes. Right? Following my they train of thought. started <laughs> to get the system down. Right, 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 right. 
So some believe that if these trees are damaged or cut down, that those responsible will be filled with a life of bad luck. So hawthorn trees are normally given a wide berth. Um, farmers will cultivate all of their land except where a hawthorn tree is growing. They'll, they'll just go around it. Mm-hmm. Um, roads have actually been rerouted in order to not have to cut down these fairy trees. And businesses have actually ref- outright refused to build on certain pieces of land because they would have to cut down a hawthorn tree, a fairy tree, in order Absolutely to not. build. And they won't do it. You couldn't pay me money. No. <laughs> right, right. I think if I were to take one look at this thing from how you described it, with the thorns and the sharp mm-hmm. leaves and then the blooms, mm-hmm. and, like, even for a second thought it coincided with that festival, I'd be like, absolutely right. not. <laughs> right, <laughs> So. No. <laughs> I have two real-life stories of examples of this, of people getting bad luck or thinking they were going to get bad luck. So in the 1980s, the John DeLorean proposal of a new sports car factory was protested by local mill workers of Dunmurray because the factory blueprints were going to be right on top of the land where a hawthorn tree was growing. And these mill workers were like, you can't do that. So the company was not run by the locals, so they built anyway. They cut down the hawthorn tree. And they essentially the 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 business failed like miserably mm-hmm. within a couple of years like miserably failed and so that is a big warning to other businesses that they shouldn't cut down hawthorn trees fairy trees a hawthorn tree was planted um in the place of the original hawthorn tree in order to kind of try to appease the fairies that mm-hmm. were dehomed when this factory was built <laughs> So another famous fairy tree redirect. Wait, did did it helping? Well, yeah, I mean, but it's it's also directed towards the person who did the it. person who did it. So mm-hmm. I think the locals planted the second hawthorn tree because they were mad and they're like, "Here's your tree back." I don't think the fairies were ever really mad at them, right? All right. So another famous fairy tree redirected an entire highway. So the national route from Limerick to Galway was delayed for 10 years as the construction workers tried to decide on a way to move the road around a fairy tree that was growing in their way. The delay was supported by local folklorist Eddie Lenihan, Lenihan, L-E-N-I-H-A-N, who stated that the hawthorn tree was the spot where fairies from the province of Connacht, C-O-N-N-A-C-H-T, met the fairies of Munster in their times of battle. If these fairies were to be disturbed, he believed that the construction workers and motorists that drove down this road would feel their wrath. So in the end, the road was rerouted and the fairy tree was (laughs) fenced in and it is still there. It is in between like the left side of the highway and the right side of the highway. Like, the highway is just two straight roads, and then it's like, meow, meow, and goes all the way around. <laughs> they met there for battle? Listen, I don't know. I don't know if they battled or if they met to, that was their meeting place to go into battle together. I don't know what I battles they were care. fighting. I don't know what battles they were fighting. Okay, I don't know. My dude, who is this man that has <laughs> the, the cojones on him to step up and be like, 
That's the battle tree. You we will can't mess not, with it. sir. You don't understand. Right, right. Like you don't. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder if he stepped in or if he was contacted to be like. Well, I think the how con- bad will this be? <laughs> I think some of the construction workers were from the area or mm-hmm. from well, from Ireland. Obviously, they're not going to ship them in from other places. <laughs> well, and depends I think, on what year. <laughs> I think some of them were like nervous about it, right? And then mm-hmm. it, they were like, "Oh, we can't build here." Hey, maybe we better check with Eddie. <laughs> we gotta check with Eddie. I think we better check with Eddie before. I'm sorry, Mister Lean Leanman. Yeah, Leanaham. Leanaham. Leanham. I like it. Up. We're gonna check with Eddie. Yeah. Before, you better check. No, I'm not. You better check with Hitty before we do anything. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because he's gonna tell you how bad this is gonna be. Yeah, and I guarantee it's gonna be bad. You're gonna change your it's mind. Be- <laughs> anyway, so fairy trees are now, um, fairy trees like this tree that rerouted the highway are usually either fenced in, or people will place rocks around them. So nobody can hit them on accident. Like, farmers will put borders around them so they don't actually hit them with their plow. It's not a border. <laughs> it's a rock. It's a rock. So ribbons, fabric, photos, and other important mementos are left by those visiting the trees to help bring a little bit of good luck. So you don't necessarily have to stay away from the trees. It's kind of like a respect thing. Like, you're respecting the trees. You're respecting the portal for the fairies. You can leave different little gifts for the fairies, the mm-hmm. ribbons or gifts and pictures and et cetera. To and you will have a little, yes, and you will have a little bit of good luck. So they say. So while we are in Ireland looking at these fairy trees, why don't we also visit some fairy forts? How about it? Oh my God, for the battles. <laughs> for the battles. For the battles. <laughs> oh my God. So. Archaeological evidence suggests that there are certain areas where places where clans lived in circular settlements called wraiths. R-A with a little hee on top. T-H-S. <laughs> you didn't want to call Jack and ask for the pronunciations. And here we are. A with a little (laughs) (laughs) So, fairy forts are the remains of these buildings. They're not just houses. It could have been, like, the fort part of the settlement. Everything was usually circular. But this was a human clan. Yes, human clans built these. The buildings didn't necessarily stay because it's been years, obviously. But the steps are there. But, oh God. (laughs) Um, But there are remains of stone circles, ring forts, hill forts, or other circular prehistoric dwellings. So essentially the foundation is Mm -hmm. there. So these pieces of land that are in these circles are somewhat raised. A lot of them have been raised up so they could essentially live on top of a hill and kind of get a viewing area. Like a backwards trench. So these are not, these pieces of land are not only surrounded by these stone foundations, they also tend to grow bushes and trees where these foundations were. So it's kind of like a raised piece of land with like a bunch of trees surrounding it or Mm -hmm. bushes plus these stones. So fairies are thought to stay near these areas long after the residents and the buildings have gone away in order to protect the area. It's kind of like an ancient settlement. So they're there because of the... Oh, I don't know the word. Like nostalgia? Uh, yeah, I guess kind of. 
It's been around. It's had people around. There's magical things, good vibes in the air, so fairies will stay around there. Oh, it's like a good, it's like, it's like good dirt. It's got a good chakra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's got a good vibe. Chakra's good. Um, it's got a good uh, frequency. It's got good dirt. I like good dirt because <laughs> it's got good dirt. it grew some good trees. Right, right. And, you know, it yeah. seems like, a, it seems like a chill hangout. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. more, but more than that. But more than that. More than that, yeah, because they take these fairy forts take on the same responsibilities as the, as the fairy trees do. They're gateways between the two worlds, right? So similar to the fairy trees, the destruction of these forts cause bad luck and possible death. So they are given a wide berth by those who live nearby. They just kind of leave them alone. If it's on your land, it's on your land. Sorry, it's on your land. It's just there. Now, Danny Healy Ray, an elective representative to the Irish Parliament in 2017, linked the disturbance of fairy forts to the damage that befell a local highway. So they said, quote, there are numerous fairy forts in that area. I know that they are linked. Anyone that tampered with them back over the years paid a high price and had bad luck. This is an elective elected official. Um... There are like thirty or forty thousand of these, and every like if you go to Ireland and you're going to visit one of these, people are essentially like, "Look, but don't touch." Oh, so these you don't touch? Yeah, well, you can't really tie ribbons around because it's not a tree. It's like, like, don't a, leave gifts. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I, I think you can, but most of the people are just. Well, this is more like if you have it on your land, don't disturb it. Don't to disturb build it. a house mm-hmm. or something. Just leave it be. Like, let it. Let it be what it is, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which uh, people in the archaeological field love because nobody's tearing down these historical Sites. foundations. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. which that was just a fun fact that people like love it because it's still there. So, there is one more fairy portal that we must discuss before going on our cross country trip through Ireland. Yes, please. These are the fairy rings. Now, fairy rings are also known as fairy circles. They can also be known as elf circles, elf rings, or pixie rings, but most commonly it's going to be fairy rings. Mm -hmm. So they are naturally occurring rings of mushrooms, either mushrooms, like a perfect circle, a perfect circle of dead grass, or a perfect circle of super healthy grass. Mostly mushrooms, however. These areas are thought to be created by fairies dancing in a circle or holding hands and kind of doing a little jig in a circle so once again these areas should be treated with utmost respect disturbing the rings or even collecting dew from the flowers or grass inside the ring is thought to bring terrible luck jane wilde recorded an old legend that tells of a farmer who built a barn on a fairy ring despite the pleas of his neighbors to leave it be the farmer was struck senseless and only recovered after destroying the new barn. Now, were these mushrooms that he destroyed hallucinogenic? We don't know. A scientist and expert have yet to agree. So anyway, these are the portals that the fairies can come through. They're very famous throughout Ireland. The fairy trees. I have four that are... Um, named that are like the most famous so the hill of tara in county meath st brigid's well in county kildar 
Ben Bulbin in County Silgo and Nocaney in County Limerick. These are like the four trees that you see the most pictures of and like with ribbons tied around mm-hmm. them and things like that. Now, that's not to say that these fairy trees and fairy forests aren't anywhere else. These are just, I think, the four like, most touristy. Right. Are any of those, easy, act, like accessible trees. Are any of those the road tree? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. So that's five. That's five important trees. Well, I don't know what that one's called, though. I think this is really fascinating. And I'm kind of confused by human beings who look at these items, either uh, a hawthorn tree or, like I said, you couldn't pay me money to <laughs> chop one down. No. Um, mostly because I don't think I partially because I don't think I have the strength to swing an axe and chop down a tree, but also because, like, look at them. Um, and then the um, fairy forts and the mm-hmm. fairy rings, mm-hmm. I feel like the just vibe that they give off, yeah, it's I feel like they radiate just need for respect i don't even know what word that would be of just like i feel like you would look at these things and be like super cool yeah something's happening here even if i don't totally understand it we shouldn't destroy it maybe we shouldn't touch right right. maybe there's things that we don't touch yeah don't touch not when you're with aunt pam and you go to a museum to a founding father's house? Please do not touch anything. Hey, Caitlin. Touch. <laughs> Good times. Listen. Good times. Yeah, and, and they're just really cool to look at. And the trees, like, the trees don't necessarily look super magical, right? But the story behind it is really important about them being connected with this festival. And the blooms are happening at a certain time. And they look really neat with all the ribbons and stuff like tied on them but i mean they're all kind of cool like i i think it's a cool why not you know how would we know if it's not true how would we know but to me it doesn't it doesn't matter as much like uh, first of all i really want it to be true i Mm -hmm. think that it is oh it is like the coolest thing and to me it is true but there's a karma thing here yeah where that's what i'm more getting at where you see these things and you're like "Mm, i'm gonna kick a rock or i'm Mm, gonna break this circle if you see these things and that's your conclusion you deserve the worst you deserve the bad juju you do yeah you do because why would you destroy something that gives off this air of splendor right oh that's good i like right yeah i agree and that's a reason why that's a reason i just want to talk about spooky things that's why i brought up some of the spooky fairies that um we may not know about but i i think that it's just important to remember like these are woven into history of Mm -hmm. of of peoples of culture and it's not just like oh they're little tiny fairies that fly like blah 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 nobody cares like it's important to people that's what i think is so cool about it because i've never heard of it and like they it's like they know about it they live it it's in their yards their fields you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and, like, I want to live that life. 
They probably have stories about these fairy battles that I'm very interested in. Yes, and I wish, I just want something where I go outside and I'm like, you see that elm tree over there? I can't identify trees. Don't come at me. You see, do we have elm trees? Is it elm tree? Yes. (laughs) You see that elm tree over there? Yeah. You can't touch it. Why? If you touch it, Sasquatch will come and break your arm. I mean, that's kind of the mad squirrel thing, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, true. Except it's, if you go outside at our house and it's nighttime, he will come throw acorns at you. Like, that's more what that is. But but I mean, this is like a thing that's passed down from generation to generation. And it's how they explained, you know, occurrences that happened around them. And it's so cool that they have these ancient yeah ancient forts and then now these nature occurrences Mm -hmm. that may or may not be explained via nature things that i don't understand yeah or it could be magic and i just it's magic i believe it i want to believe it harder like i want it to be in my core and what i grew up with i i just wish that that's what it was but it's not but i still believe it hey mom and dad why didn't (laughs) we grow up learning about cool fairy stuff huh (laughs) If one well-rounded kid, why not teach fairies? Hmm? Um. <laughs> anyway. If, if one kid have good luck, why not tell about Hawthorne Tree? Hmm? <laughs> anyway. If, do if you really think love us, if really love us, why not teach fairy circle? Hmm? <laughs> do you think this story is going to keep you up at night? Or do you still think you'll be able to sleep as snug as Timothy Shalamagoo in a rug? More like Benedict Shambadink. <laughs> boo boo boo, sukugu. Splendapity boo ba. I think I'd be up all night working on my scats. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a really, really cool sur- story. Surgery. It was a cool surgery. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. This is a really cool story, and I think that I'm definitely going to want to read more about, you know, fairy uh, beliefs. Yes. N- maybe not the beliefs of the fairies, but beliefs that folks have about fairies yeah or the beliefs of the fairies (laughs) both you know they're they're intertwined (laughs) scientists and experts have yet to agree but i think it's a really cool topic and thank you and thanks jack for suggesting it i think that despite your pronunciations you did a splendid job splendid job (laughs) oh god we're getting too tired we need to sign off so if you want to check out my resources go to our website bugginarug.podbean.com um, I already said all of our social media up top, but that's where we will post our pictures. So Facebook's Bug and a Rug, Instagram and Twitter at BIA or Podcast. If you want to hear me talk about cats versus cats in this YouTube video that I watched about cats versus cats, email us, podcast at gmail.com. I will happily hop on a Zoom call with you to discuss my feelings. We should do Facebook Live where you just... I haven't Bro, seen either, though. <laughs> we're not going to, but you don't need to. I think we should do before and after. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a Facebook live where you just absolutely throw <laughs> the biggest fit I've ever seen about cats versus cats, and then we'll watch both, and then you can do a reflection on <laughs> your rant in the movie and show itself. Let us know if you're interested. For now, I'm going to go watch that video all over again. And cry. And cry one more time. So signing off, I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.